Train Hard Live Strong family. What's going on, everyone? This is your host, Coach Matt, and owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel. And today on the episode, we have an amazing guest speaker, and I cannot wait to introduce her. But before we begin, let me announce a few things. We have so much great things coming for the podcast. We're doing a little bit of changes here and there. So if you notice something different, you know, we're going to be changing the cover art. We're going to be changing intro. We're going to be changing a lot of stuff to benefit every single one of your amazing listeners, okay? Because you have given us so much support here and you've shown so much love that we want to go to the next level. We want to amplify this podcast and reach the rest of the world and inspire people to believe in themselves, their abilities, and what they're capable of truly, okay? But to help us out even more and give me amazing feedback so I can you know better improve the podcast just like how you have already, leaving a nice little five-star review for the podcast truly means the world to me. And it helps me get more feedback as well as help tons of people who are looking for answers right now, you know, to begin their journey or to get past a mindset uh, setback or roadblock or a life obstacle or whatever it is. It's going to help them find this podcast that much faster so they can get right on track and hustle and grind to get to the goal that they want to have for their body and health. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hey, EliteHitPerformance.com is booming right now. There is so much amazing stuff inside there. I have created uh, just the best type of high-intensive interval training workouts and series for you to do so you can travel, go see family for the holidays. If you don't want to go to the gym, you can crush your goals at home. You can do all this stuff with no equipment or with equipment, okay? As long as you have your phone, which everyone has their phone nowadays, wherever they go, you can use and do these workouts anywhere on top of a freaking mountain. You can do it in the backyard, in the garage. You can do it in the office, in the bathroom. You can do it wherever you want to do them. We got 30-minute hit workouts, 20-minute, 10-minute, and 5-minute hit workouts. You can customize these things. It's so awesome. EliteHeatPerformance.com. Go check it out, y'all. And if you are having trouble staying hydrated, hydration is key. Like I always say in every single episode, drinking water is something that I have noticed that a lot of us do not do. And it's crazy because your body needs it. We have to have water. You will live, if you had, if your body had a choice or something happened to where you couldn't eat food, you would last longer without eating food than you would if you didn't drink water. Okay, so drink water. It's very important, okay? Liquidiv.com. Use promo code TRAINHARD to save you 25% off all their products. They have amazing hydration products. These little packets that you just throw inside of a 16-ounce water bottle, and it's equivalent to drinking three to four water bottles in that single moment. Drinking water is difficult sometimes because we are so busy or maybe we don't have water nearby or whatever the case may be. We have kids, we're in school, we're doing this, we're doing that, and you just lose track. And all of a sudden, the whole day is gone. You just realize, yo, I only drank like eight ounces of water today. So check out liquidiv.com. Use promo code TRAINHARD to save you some money. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hey, for this episode, we have an incredible guest speaker, Teresa. Truly an amazing girl, and I cannot wait for you to just grab all the value and and just motivation, inspiration, and knowledge that she has, and, and just use it, okay? Males and females, all of us go through body image stuff. All of us go through things where we look in the mirror and we don't like what we see. Sometimes life takes over, you have a kid, or you're going back to school, or you have a full-time job, and you're trying to juggle all these things at once, or maybe you're going through some sort of depression or anger stage, or maybe you lost someone in the family. Something's going on to make you feel or make you lose control of your body. And when these things happen, sometimes they stack on, stack on, and you look in the mirror and you just hate how you look and you just hate everything you wear and you just hate going out in public and you hate taking pictures and you hate you. And that is not right. We should always love 
who we are, what we're capable of. And every time you look in the mirror, you should look at yourself and enjoy what you're looking at because you are great and you have the ability to be even greater. Sometimes we just lose focus on that. Now, the amazing guest speaker today has been through it. She has overcome tons of obstacles and she has a strong mindset today because of the obstacles that she went through in her life. So I'm excited to introduce Teresa to the episode. So ladies and gentlemen, let's dive in this episode, y'all. You're active, so you're going to lose the weight. And no, like I did not lose the weight. And I had all the stretch marks because genetically in my family, women get stretch marks. So it it was a total like mind F um, that I did not bounce back. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here and you're listening to the Train Hard Live Strong Podcast where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers and people who have gone through dramatic transformations and we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode here on the Train Hard Live Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Matt, and we have a phenomenal guest speaker today, Teresa Hurtado. What's up, Teresa? What's up? Oh my gosh. It was we were just talking right now, and I met you obviously through social media. Yes. But we got like a we did like a collab, I guess you would say, yeah. with somebody else. Unknowingly. Yeah, unknowingly. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, who's this girl? So then I found you. Yeah. And then um, you know, then I just started kind of fall in love with your message, like your vibe and like mm-hmm. your passion with training and just the body and how you love yourself and how you should love yourself always and forever, you know? Yeah. So it's very cool to hear from you and I'm very excited for them to hear from you. But uh, for everyone who's listening that doesn't know who you are, can mm-hmm. you give like a nice little background story on just, you know, how you became who you are today? Yeah. So I used to be very overweight. Um, I was actually obese and I was teaching and I had a class of little fourth graders and then my own child and I just had that epiphany moment where I realized that I could not keep going down the road that I was going down so I started my weight loss journey in 2014 I got really really small I lost all the weight and then I just still was not happy like the whole time I thought you know that once I got little once I was tiny and thin then my whole world would change and I would be happy and that did not happen so from then on, I just kind of went through my own like self-discovery, self-love journey, figuring out what it was that would make me happy. Wow. Um, and so that's when I realized, okay, size does not equal worth. Size does not equal happiness. So yeah, I gained some of the weight back. I uh, changed my training style and I've just been trying to become the best version of me. Yeah. Regardless of whatever number the scale says. Right. How, see, especially with females. So I... I love, co- I've always loved coaching females. My boot camp's filled with females. Mm-hmm. You know, my client base is mainly like 90% female. So I have found females to always stay so focused on that number. Mm-hmm. Guys really don't care. Or maybe they do, but inside they just kind of like let it go by or whatever. Right. But for females, it's very hard. So like how, do, do you feel like you still battle it today? Or how did you kind of overcome that mental block of that number? Um, I think it's when I started seeing my body change. So originally I was doing a lot of like boot camps, cardio and hit 
very cardio focused. Okay. Um, and I was doing a very low carb diet. So I was doing everything that I needed to do to lose weight. So I was in a deficit. I was burning fat. I was doing the thing. And in my head, I was like, by my one year anniversary, I want to have this specific number on the scale. I reached that number. But like I said, I wasn't happy about it. So when I changed my training style and I saw the number go up, but then I also saw like my whole demeanor change. Like I saw my body composition changed, my attitude changed. Um, That's kind of when I started to realize, okay, well maybe I really shouldn't focus so much on the number on the scale. Maybe I need to find other ways to measure my progress. And that's when I started to looking at things like NSVs, like non-scale victories or being able to lift heavier. Um, It it was just like a slow process Mm -hmm. to getting there Mm -hmm. to when I was finally able to put it into words. I was like, Oh wow. Okay. That's why I wasn't happy because that's, that wasn't the thing. Like this whole time I was seeking something and I really wasn't sure what it was that I was seeking until I just kind of found it by accident. And right. Then, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how to tell people to not be so focused on the number except just, you know, keep reminding everyone that um, everyone's on their own journey. Everyone has a different timeline. And what this, the thing, the number that you seek might not be the thing that you need or want. Right. Um, so, you know, by all means, go on your own quest to find your happiness, mm-hmm. but kind of be open minded and also be realistic. I think sometimes yes. we set unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. on us right. and then that's how you lose focus. That's how you lose motivation. So be realistic about your goals and where it is that you want to go. And then you'll find that balance and that happiness along the way. Right. Like it just kind of like paints its own yeah. little path. Right. It does. See, it's crazy because I've helped. OK, so I've helped people lose anywhere from, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 to 120 pounds. Yeah. And even people who lose that much weight still look in the mirror. And then now it goes from one one thing to like another, right? So it's like, okay, I'm heavy, right? And Mm -hmm. I I don't like how I look. I have this. I have stretch marks. I have cellulite, whatever it is, right? Right. That makes them feel uncomfortable. So then they start this journey, right? It's like full force. So then they do it. And then the next thing to come from losing all that weight is what, right? It's loose skin, right? right? You have all this stuff happening after. So now you have another problem that makes you unhappy. Right. All because we're so driven to change the number on the scale. Right. And and it causes us to like look in the mirror and be like, you know, why, why, why why was I born like this when there's nothing wrong with you? Right. You know, so like, is that, do you feel like you continuously battle that today or do you... Um, not so much anymore. So I did ended up getting skin removal surgery because okay. it was a massive uh, weight loss. Um, and so I did. Well, first have, of all, congratulations. Thank That's you. So much. I know it's a lot of hard work. Thank you. Yeah. So I did have a lot of loose skin, um, especially around my stomach area, and okay. I still have loose skin now. Like it's all over my arms and my legs, um, but my stomach area was the part that I really, really did not like seeing. It oh. also got in the way of my weightlifting, and then. Like, as people who have lost a lot of weight know that once you have so much skin, it becomes very heavy and it puts so much pressure, especially for me because it was on my stomach. It put a lot of pressure on my back. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it was kind of like, okay, I need to... Go, I need to do something about right, this. Okay. So, you know, I lost the weight. I was like, yes, I'm going to get the tummy tuck and mm. I'm going mm, gonna to look like yes. amazing. And uh, no, no, that, that I'd still like, yeah, I was happy. I don't regret my surgery at all. Like, I'm so happy that I got it. I had a wonderful doctor. Um, but like you said, then you just find other things yeah. to like nitpick. Right. So it's like, OK, so my stomach's taken care of. But what about the cellulite? What about my arms? What about my inner thighs? So then it just, you know, I think sometimes you can spiral and then that's when 
people kind of lose focus on who they are because they're so determined to like be a specific mold. Yeah. And I did not want to go down that path. So that's when I realized, okay, well, I lost the weight. That didn't make me happy. I got the skin removal surgery. That didn't make me happy. Mm. What is going to make me happy? So that's when I started, I sought out counseling. So I went to counseling with the therapist. And that's and good. It, There's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong There's with that at not, all. Not at all. And I will recommend it to anyone. Yes. Like, yes. yes, I think everybody can benefit from counseling. 100%. Um, so, you know, we just kind of got to talking about, like, why wasn't I happy? And we realized, like, it was because I wasn't accepting myself yeah. the way that I was. I was so focused on, like, wanting to have this shape with that, you know, body type. And it was like, no... I will never be 5'11 with long legs. I am 5'2 little shorty with curves. So I had to like learn to embrace my body type, learn to love myself. But then outside of that, also look at the qualities that make me me that are not about my body. So like, you know, like I'm... Oh, dang, that's powerful. Wicked smart. I am... Wicked smart. I am. No, you know, like I have this drive and perseverance, like, Mm -hmm. because it's not easy to like go on this journey of losing weight Mm -hmm. and keep at it, you know? And stay positive the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was like, okay, let's look at the qualities that have nothing to do with my physical appearance. And so that's when I really started to appreciate a little bit more about who I am and learn to love who I was. Right. Um, and so, I mean, I, fitness is still a big part of my life. Absolutely. I, you know, it's going to be forever a part mm-hmm. of my life. But I kind of learned to balance between, like, the physical aspects of me and then, like, the inner char- characteristics of me. Right. Well, did you, did you figure that out on your own? Did you think, like, hey, I need to stop tripping about this or that and I need to focus on you know, other things. It's like, cause I think it's very healthy. I think, yeah. cause I had to, okay. So for me real quick, I was, I was opposite. So I was very thin, weak as a kid growing up, you know? Mm-hmm. So I played tons of sports. I was getting pushed around and stuff and it, uh, is embarrassing, you mm-hmm. know? And I wanted to get bigger. I wanted to get stronger, learn, you know, gain confidence on myself, my body. Yeah. So then I trained for that. Mm-hmm. And then when I turned 19, I enlisted into the military. And then from there, it was more of like mindset. So I was trying to fix myself. Like I was trying to fill some sort of something that that training gave me. Yeah. Because uh, there was a lot of stuff going on at home and stuff that made me kind of like go inside the military um, and kind of like a in a bad mindset type of way. Mm-hmm. And then whenever whenever I was there, it was like um, I felt empty. I mm-hmm. felt cold inside. So I wanted to find some sort of heat, you know, and training was always a part of my life. I always found happiness and positivity inside training, fitness. Mm-hmm. So I did. And then within the years I was in, I got out in 2017, and from there, it was like both of them together. So like body figure, mental, all that stuff together. And then it came to a point to where I was eating so strict that I was not, I was not enjoying anything in yeah. life. Like I was like, you know, we'd go out to dinner and stuff like that, we'd hang out with friends, and I wouldn't drink any alcohol. Like not even a, a little glass, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't even taste food. Been there. So, hey, yeah, they're like, hey, you know, just try it. I'm like, no, I don't want to try it. There's cheese on there or whatever, you know? <laughs> so then, and then for me, it was because I tried to dial in my physique so hard that I felt like if I tried something, I'd lose it yeah. within just that moment, you know? And then yeah. mentally, that's not what happens. And then when I overcame that, it overcame because of what you're saying. You know, I found out like, dude, like there's more to, to life than fitness. Yes, fitness is freaking huge and it's been the 
best thing that's ever happened to me personally. Same. And a lot of people I've met, just like yourself. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll never change. It will always be that way. My passion for fitness is major. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not your entire life. Like I feel like it's the foundation yeah. of your entire life because it is your health. Yeah. I can't enjoy if you want to go for a hike. I wouldn't be able to enjoy that if I wasn't conditioning myself to make sure I was able to do that or even something small, you know? Yeah. Like walking my kid or something, you know, something very easy like that. Um, but it all changed whenever I figured out like, dude, there's more to, to this than just training and like dialing in so hard on your diet year round when it's not that important. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many, you know, like same with me. Like I'm so passionate with this. I love talking to people. I love meeting people. I love reading books. You know, I love so like focusing on stuff like that helped yeah. me kind of like, dude, Matt, there's so much more cool stuff to you than, than just the way that you look, you know? Right, right. So, and it, I think it's very important for you. I'm glad that you said that. I think it's very yeah. important for people to focus on that. Yeah, I know. And I think you also need to like, so I have a lot of fitspos, right, mm-hmm. on, on Instagram that I follow. But I also try to look at everything as a, like, that's their sport or that's their art. Yeah. And that's why they look the way they look. You know, bodybuilders have yes. a specific look. Right, right. Powerlifters have a specific look. Because they have to. Runners look a certain way. Yeah. Dancers, beautiful uh, yeah. quads and calves. Models. Models. Like magazine models. Yeah. Right. But they look that way because that's either their sport mm-hmm. or their art. And yes. I don't do those things so I'm not gonna look like them so I I had to train myself to like I can admire those things Mm -hmm. and I can look up to those people but at the end of the day I am me and I need to focus on the best version of me Mm -hmm. um so I know that and there's nothing wrong with bodybuilding or powerlifting or whatever it is that you do that to me that is so cool you know to watch (laughs) people do those things oh yeah so cool um but yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, you, again, you have to be realistic. Yeah. And if I ever wanted to look like a bodybuilder, then I would have to commit to becoming a bodybuilder, right, you know, right, and that's right. a journey in itself. Mm-hmm. And that would be so cool. But I know, like, I see the commitment that they put into it and the work that they put yeah. into it. And so not necessarily something I want to dabble in, Mm-mm. but I can still admire it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's also very important to understand. Did you ever, because I used to do this a lot too. Because it sounds like we're kind of always like um, comparing ourselves to people mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? Why would you compare yourself? Just like you said, why would you compare your life? Let's say you are you work at a 95 job. You have three kids. You have a husband or a wife. If you're on the opposite side, whatever. Um, and you're, you know, your life is very, you know, just like that. Ordinary or whatnot. Yeah. You know, but it's exciting to you. Right. And, and you are looking through Instagram, you know, before you go to sleep at night and then you see all these people and just like you said, they're power lifters, they're models, or they're people that specifically live and breathe this stuff, Mm -hmm. but you don't. And and you're trying to achieve this thing, comparing yourself to them when in reality you have, just like you said too, realistic goals, you have a different lifestyle you have a different passion and and vision for what you want. Yes. Having that body might be amazing to have, but Mm -hmm. you know, what's, what's, always going to make you happy i feel like you know like you should always strive for there's more to training and fitness and and striving for your dream body than just trying to be better than that person that you see on social media or the magazines or the movies or whatever you know Mm -hmm. um and i feel like we compare so much yeah i just always my counselor told me you know comparison is the thief of joy and oh that's a good one she is you know she was so right because the minute that you sit there and you start comparing yourself to somebody else, 
physical or not. Like maybe you envy their significant other or maybe you envy their job or their lifestyle. But the minute you sit there and you start comparing yourself, you're just putting yourself down and you are digging yourself even deeper. Mm. When, you know, I always say I practice an attitude of gratitude. That is so cool for them kudos to them but what do i have going for myself Mm -hmm. so then you know like what are the things that that maybe other people sounds gonna sound bad but like the other people look at me and like they compare themselves to me right right it was like everybody has something going for Mm -hmm. them you just gotta like take a moment to reflect and see like what do you have maybe that person with the big house and the fancy car goes home to an empty house and they feel lonely and you Mm -hmm. come home to no gas right (laughs) and you come home to a family you know Mm -hmm. like maybe you don't have a big fancy house or car but you have a family you have a kid you have a significant other Mm -hmm. whatever it may be so comparing yourself to someone else does nothing but make you dig yourself into a deeper hole of self-pity or whatever it is that you are feeling right so um i've gotten a lot better at not doing that like i said i now i try to look at things with the lens of admiration yeah not necessarily as comparison yes you know i like i like that analogy you had with the house because a lot of people you know, or especially people who are super fit, you know, no matter, everyone has their thing. Everyone mm-hmm. is feeling something, you mm-hmm. know, all the time. We always have emotions and we yeah. should express them. Um, and whenever someone is fit or, you know, and that's someone that you look up to, not even them sometimes, majority of the time, are happy about how they look. Absolutely. So it's like we're comparing ourselves to someone who has the shell that we want, but the internal thing, which is much bigger, which is the mindset portion of training is always going to overpower anything that I ever believe in no matter because your body is only going to go as far as your mind can go absolutely so it's the same thing whenever you view yourself and you love what you look at because you're able to live a life that you want in your control you know so and that's what we should do we should love how we look and then you know but I love how you said that because a lot of people just just like you said too. people look at me sometimes and say dude it must be easy for you to look like that year-round because you know you don't have four or five kids like I do or this and that and this and that and it's like well this is my body you know like this is I train a specific way I have a specific schedule I prioritize this you know and you have your own life stop trying to be like me right like because it's no it's not going to get you nowhere right and you're focused on somebody else you're not yeah. even focused on yourself right and that's how we said work on being the best version of yourself mm-hmm. not what some other person is doing right exactly yeah. and you you're a mother right i am i have a teenage son you have a teenage son <laughs> yeah. wow teenage a teenage son yeah 15 year old 15 yeah. how's that it's fun <laughs> no it really is. so i was a teenager myself when i had him which that's a whole i think that's honestly where my body image no it was probably before that because so when i was pregnant as a teen you know okay. all my aunts and everyone was like oh you're so young you're gonna bounce right back you're like gonna you're yeah. you're active so yeah. you're gonna lose the weight and no like i did not lose the weight mm. and i had all the stretch marks because genetically in my family women get stretch marks so yeah. it, it was a total like mind f um that I did not bounce back. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was so young, I was supposed to bounce back. And I didn't. And then it just kind of spiraled from there. But um, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, t- being a young mother to a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of like grew up together because I was so young and I had him so young. So You're he, both learning yeah, together. Yeah, no, you know, he watched me go through college. He went to my graduation. He watched me start my career. He nice. watches me do this now. And, and you know, we are 
really good like friends too. Like yeah, it's a mother son relationship, but Absolutely. we're friends too. Yeah. Like before COVID, we'd go to concerts together. Like we'd have every Friday night was movie <laughs> so night. Cool, we'd yeah. go to the movies and watch all the Marvel movies. Like we have watched every single Marvel movie together. I need to do that. Yeah. I need yeah. to catch up on it. <laughs> yeah. So like my son and we have the same taste in music and we have mm. the same humor and mm. we like share TikToks back and forth. And so like it's really cool to have a teenager that in a sense we've grown up together yeah yeah that's so awesome one thing i love and i'm I'm excited to hear what you're gonna say so i love okay so women in my perspective women okay females are so strong like what you guys go through hormonally and like like i said too females always have this thing when they look at themselves they don't like what they see you know Mm -hmm. so i feel like females go through a lot especially when it comes down to having a kid you know Mm -hmm. there's so much stuff that goes on and like they're giving their body up so they can give life and i can only imagine how much that that hits the mind you know yeah so females are are very strong in my eyes and then you give them the power to train lift weights and then get strong as hell and then they're like superheroes like crazy you know like they can go through they, they can push out a kid and then they can also, you know, deadlift 225 or squat. And that's yeah. crazy to me. You know, yeah. I think that's so powerful. So for you as a mom, how important is it for you to make sure that you are 100% okay in your health, in your mind, whenever you are in the gym? Let's say you're in the gym and you're training mm-hmm. and you go home mm-hmm. to, your, to your amazing son. What do you like? What's going inside your mind whenever you are training and all that together? Like, do you do this for to be the best version of yourself, even for him? Absolutely. You know, that saying that you can't pour from an empty cup, Mm -hmm. like that is so true. When I'm in the gym, that is my self-care hour. I am there to fill my cup, Mm -hmm. to take care of me, Mm -hmm. to do something that is going to benefit my health and my mindset so that the minute I walk in through the door at home, I can be the best mom that I can be. Mm So, you know, and that's another thing I would say, like, self-care is not selfish. You need to take care of yourself. And, you know, for some, it might be, you know, I don't know, like doing arts and crafts or it might be doing yoga or it might be reading, whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you need to do something to practice self-care to Mm -hmm. fill your cup so you can be there for other people yeah so when i'm at the gym that's what i'm doing that's my self-care hour i'm filling my cup so that i can go home and then be the best mom that i can be and now that my son is older sometimes we do train together you know like we'll squat oh, together so cool. it is it is we have our own like little uh squat rack in the yeah. garage and so we'll squat together or we'll deadlift together yeah. i've been able to like you know help him with form which is you know like oh important at the age like that too. years ago i would have never thought I'd be in my garage gym teaching my son how to deadlift. Like, I would have <laughs> never had believed that if someone right. told me, like, oh, in the year 2020, this is what, no. Like, so it's, it's so cool to watch not just him grow up and me being his mom watching him grow up, but also watching our relationship evolve mm-hmm. to the point where it is now. Yes, yeah, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's very powerful. And I love how you said you go to the gym, you train to fill up your cups, so you can go home and be the best mom. I think it's important for everyone to take in and understand that whatever it is, and even if it's arts and craft or if it's walking your dog, whatever your fitness is for yourself, mm-hmm. your mental clarity, hour mm-hmm. or two hours or half an hour, whatever it is, yeah. you're doing that so you can go home to be the best wife, husband, mom, to the best CEO, business owner, the best uh, anything that you are passionate in or that your title is, yeah. you're, you're doing that so you can be the best person at that field that you can possibly be, not somebody yeah. else. 
like that you can possibly be. Right. And uh, I think that's very important. And one thing too, I I think it's amazing as as well is. So I've talked to a lot of competitors, right? People who go on stage and they show off their body to judges mm-hmm. that don't even know who they are mm-hmm. and they critique, critique, critique and then they tell them to go off and then they tell them that you either got second, third, fourth and then now they think that I have a second place body or whatever the case may be, right? Mm-hmm. So you right now are a model right now, right? For a, a certain apparel line. Dabbling, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's crazy. So you are on a website Mm-hmm. with an apparel line mm-hmm. that is shown to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So from where you've came from mm-hmm. and the things that you've had to overcome with body image and being happy with how you look and how you feel, mm-hmm. how is it now being like that? How is it now to be there as a model showing people that this is okay and you should be happy with how you yeah. feel? How, how does that feel now? You know, I still can't put it into words. Sometimes I still kind of have to pinch myself uh-huh. that, like, I'm not it's real. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, the first time that I went to a shoot mm-hmm. for this company, you know, there were these gorgeous girls. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're all beautiful. And, and I didn't, like, like, feel bad about myself, but it was kind of like, am I in the right place? Right. right? Yeah, like, it was, it was kind of like that. Right. And then, you know, you go to the website and you're scrolling through the website and you see all these other models like modeling the sports bras or modeling the leggings and then there's me and it's and it's not like a photoshopped version of me it's me it's like you. it's 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 my cellulite it's That's my so stretch awesome. marks it's right. my loose skin and mm. the fact that they saw something in me and that they're willing to put me on their website to market their product like see? it's i don't know it's so overwhelming and so cool that I really don't know how to put it into words. I think that's crazy. It takes yeah. a lot of takes a lot of courage to do something that you are. So it's funny. So the other day I was I was doing a boot camp, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was tell them for some reason it's like my thing. I say like, okay, you guys ready? Like, hey, we're gonna start. Yeah. And then someone said, well, are you like, are you really ever ready? You know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and this is my I guess my opinion. Okay, if someone was like. Hey, I need you to go do this, right? And I had a little bit of time to think about it and give them an option. Mm-hmm. I would, I would be scared to do something if I was to go perform against something or go show my body off somewhere or whatever the case may be, right? Um, well, now I feel like I have more confidence in myself, obviously. But then, you know, back then I wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah. But I feel like you know we have to over, we have to come over that little hump to so that we can get pushed into being uncomfortable. Yeah. So that we can gain that comfortability in yeah. ourselves. Yeah. And I feel like, so does that, ha- did that happen to you? Absolutely. All the time. Were I you think, like 100% ready to do that? Or were you like, Ugh. I was excited to do it. It was something I did want to do. Like I knew I was ready to do it, but I also didn't know what to expect. Right. But I kind of also just learned to like embrace the uncomfortableness of things. Because well, let's do this. I thing. think, I think like that's how you grow. You know, right. when you get comfortable with the uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you become a better, a bigger version of yourself. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, I was excited. Did I know what I was getting into? Not really, but I went for it anyway. <laughs> and you know, it, it's where out and I'm so glad that I did and I feel that way about a lot of things you know like I'm glad that I decided to lose weight I'm glad that I decided to try CrossFit I'm Mm -hmm. glad that I decided to try Olympic lifting because all of those things have been a part of my journey and kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone to become the person that I am here today right that's Mm -hmm. so crazy so right now what's your training like what do you like to do So right now, I just kind of have taken a little bit of everything that I love because I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm not trying to become a bodybuilder. I'm not. I just want to stay 
active and be balanced. Yes. So I figured that the way that I can be consistent is if I do the things that I love. Mm-hmm. So I loved my time at CrossFit and I loved my time um, Olympic lifting. And so I just kind of developed my own training style based off yeah. of those two things. Nice. And then I throw in hit like once a week or I love it. That's my life. I have that's what I started with with hit like oh my nonstop hit uh-huh. so I was like okay but I really love the feeling of hit and being all sweaty the heart is beating yeah and, yeah and so I was like, okay so I can't give that up so I just kind of incorporate a little bit of of all of those things that I love to mm-hmm. develop my own training style mm-hmm. does it work for everyone probably not but it works for me and mm-hmm. it keeps me active it keeps me happy it keeps me healthy and it keeps me accountable so that's kind of where I'm at right now nice mm-hmm. whenever I was talking about the whole uh I wasn't able to share time with like my friends or family whenever we go out to eat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You said same. So did you have to overcome something with food or was there like something that you, a relationship you had with, with nutrition that kind of you had to overcome yourself? Yeah, totally. So, you know, I think part of the reason why, so, so I told you I had my son at 17. Okay. I was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go away to college, to the college that I had been accepted to. Right. So I kind of had to stay home mm-hmm. because I had a child. Right. Um, and it just it like mentally... I was in a very dark place. Mm -hmm. And so then I was working full time. I was going to school full time. I was being a mom full time. I did not have the time to even think about me. So I was. And that happens a lot. Yeah. A lot of people. And I was eating very unhealthy. Um, If I had a bad day, I ate food. If I had a great day, celebrated with food. Mm -hmm. If I was bored, I ate food. And so I kind of developed this like emotional eating thing. Like it triggered it. Right, right. And so it it, it was something that I did have to overcome. When I first started my uh, weight loss journey, my trainer at that time put me on a very low carb diet. It wasn't exactly keto. It was just low carb. Right, right. And so I started to track my macros essentially mm-hmm. right but then i got kind of like obsessed with tracking my macros and like hitting it's my numbers obsessive. yeah it does so so yes. i traded one like obsession like emotional eating for another mm-hmm. to always be in a deficit and mm-hmm. meet those macros and so like i said i lost the weight and everything but i don't know it just kind of like over time i realized that this extreme didn't work for me. That extreme didn't work for me emotionally. Mm-hmm. So what would make me feel happy as right. far as food? And so, you know, I again, just like with my training, I take the parts that I love and I, and I do what works for me. So mm-hmm. now um, I don't track macros unless I'm cutting, which uh-huh. I, I try to cut like usually in the spring, summertime. Yeah. It's just how like my internal yeah. schedule is where like, yeah. you know, like fall of winter i'm yeah. gonna enjoy the holidays and yep. football season and then come <laughs> come spring summer i'm gonna cut because uh-huh. it, it's just it's kind of like it turned into my schedule mm-hmm. and so i don't track obsessively anymore like right now that i'm not tracking macros i just try to eat intuitively and yeah. it's like once i'm full i'm full and i eat healthy but you know if my son just won a football game and everybody's going out to celebrate, then I come too. And yeah. I'm not going to miss out on the happy parts of life mm-hmm. because I need to be in a deficit or because I'm cutting or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, I was telling one of my followers, she messaged me and we were talking about food. And I was like, look, dude, if I want to have a beer at the end of my workout, <laughs> I'm going to have the beer because if I don't, then I'm going to dwell on it. Right. Yeah. And then later on, I'm going to end up binging on something else. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not trying to do that. I want to be balanced and yes. just enjoy life yeah absolutely mm-hmm. that, i think it's very important it's 
and it takes a, it takes a little bit. Whatever it is that you're having to go through, like and even in this current moment, mm-hmm. you know, it's it'll pass. Mm-hmm. And it, these things are always tests, you know, in life. And right. I feel like we we are always going through life to fail, but we had we had to fail to succeed, right? You know, and I feel like we have these speed bumps or these little roadblocks that we have to go through because we yeah. have to. Yeah, and I feel like because if you don't go through these things, you're never gonna find. Your, your true self or that happiness that you want. Yeah. Um, and one thing I feel like always stops people is fear. It's something that is scary because mm-hmm. we're always scared of the unknown, right? If, mm-hmm. if I were to, you know, have a door in front of you and, mm-hmm. and that was it and, and like I didn't say anything and there's, I'm not, but I tell you, there could be anything behind this door, literally anything. There could be anything behind <laughs> this door and if you open it, you know, anything could happen to you. Right. And so we'd be hesitant. You know, we'd yeah. be scared. There could be a million dollars. There could be, you know, who knows what, okay? Mm-hmm. But, you know, we we always have this fear of the unknown. Right. But I feel like if we don't try certain things. Yeah. Like if you would have neglected or uh, put down the offer for you to do what you're doing, you know, with mm-hmm. the, the modeling and stuff, mm-hmm. then you might not have grabbed the positivity that you might have for yourself today. Or you might not have, you know, found certain things about yourself that you have found today. So I feel like it's very important for us to go through these moments, you know. Yeah. So one thing for sure is whenever I went through my moments... I would always blame myself. I'd always think like, dude, what's wrong with me? Like, I, I don't understand why I can't look this way. Or I'm training so hard. I'm doing this right. I'm doing this right. Or I think I am. And I always play the blame game, you know? Yeah. Um, did, did you ever blame yourself? for? Oh, absolutely. You said, like, I think everybody's asked the what's wrong with me question. Yeah. That was literally the first question I asked when I went to counseling. Like, what's wrong with me? Um, because we always tend to focus on the negative. Um but I think that maybe we it's need crazy. to start rephrasing it and saying, what's wrong with me? Saying, what's right with me? Yeah. You know? Right. What, what is working? What right. do I like? Right. And then just kind of go from there. And, and yeah. But, no, yeah, I totally felt that way. Like, what's wrong with me? Um, you know, like, another thing that I had struggled with is relationships. Like, right. you know, maintaining relationships. Um, and it was always like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, why doesn't anybody want to be with me? Why doesn't anybody love me or whatever? But it's because I didn't love myself mm-hmm. and I didn't accept myself the way I was. So I was always projecting my own fears, my own insecurities onto other people. Nobody wants to be around someone like that. Yes. You right, know, right. so I had to like stop asking well, what's wrong with me mm-hmm. and focus on what was right with me and then build upon that right. to be the best version of me. Right. Yeah. So. But yeah, I think everybody struggles with that at some point or another. Absolutely. You said earlier today, self-care is not selfish. I right. think I think it's very, very strong because it's absolutely not. Yeah. So you, and I've heard this before. People have told me that there's this thing called uh, uh, a mom, like a mom shame or something like that, where it's, it's, it's um, selfish for a mom to take care of herself by going to the gym for an hour. Yeah, because... The time that you are at the gym, you know, you could be helping your kids with homework or you could be making dinner yeah. or you could whatever. And and I think that is so wrong right. to be shaming other moms like you don't know their life. You don't know their internal struggles. You don't know what they have going on. Mm-hmm. You be the best version of mom that you can be. Let her be her best version of whatever mom she needs to be, mm-hmm. because you're journeys are not the same they are not parallel and it maybe your self-care is 
I don't know, smoking weed at the night when your <laughs> kids go to bed. You yeah. know, like I know people who do that. <laughs> right, right. And that's your self care, and you go for it. Yes. But don't judge that mom who chooses to go to the gym as her form of self care. Yes. Or the mom who chooses, I don't know, whatever it is that they choose mm. to do. A walk. A walk. Right. Have an OnlyFans. I don't mm. care. Whatever <laughs> you know? it is. Whatever yeah. it is. Exactly. That's her form of self care. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally, I totally agree. And uh, I, I don't know where I, I heard that for the first time sometime. Like earlier this year, and I was like, I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, and and, and it is. It is, and and I feel like that also holds people back. Like, well, I don't want to go because you know I need to. And you, sh- if you're a parent, you should be there for your kids, obviously. Yeah. But this is how I view it. If that mom or or dad wants to go and train for an hour, even thirty minutes, whatever, mm-hmm. or do whatever self care it is that they have. Um, that is going to keep them mentally happy yeah. so they can be there 100% for the rest of the family. Right. right. And if that mom or dad, the parent, wasn't doing that self-care and then they get angry. And right. then, then maybe they become overweight or maybe they start doing things that are bad habits mm-hmm. that then fall down to the kid. Mm-hmm. And that just domino effects down generations and generations. Yes. And I feel like as a nation, that's what continues to happen right. all the time because of this this mom shame or whatever it's called. Yeah. And, um, and I feel like it's very important to just take your self-care time. Right, right. Yeah. And like when I take my hour of self-care, whatever, before I even step in the gym, like I already made sure that my son is home. Mm-hmm. I already made sure that either like I have dinner made or I have dinner prepped so that as soon as I get home, I make dinner. Yep. You know, like he's always taken care of first so that then I can go take care of me. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with me taking an hour of my time because he's taken care of too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as long as you're not um, neglecting your children, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. So right now your son is going through that phase. So as a guy, as a boy, right? Uh-huh. My thing was uh, I was, okay, so I guess personal here. So <laughs> I was in high school, mm-hmm. okay, in high school. Uh, I was battling that whole self-image stuff, right? I wanted to get bigger. I wanted to put muscle on. I wanted to look like uh, an attractive guy. Yeah. Attractive guys have muscles. They got six packs. Like yeah. those are the things that they have, right? Yeah. Um, and but that's not all what girls look for, guys. So they look for <laughs> certain personality aspects too. But yeah. Um, I had a lot of like acne in school mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things I was super insecure about. So I was always shameful. Like I wanted to hide myself. Mm-hmm. Um. So I tell people that now, and they're like, dude, I, like, no way. Like, you were in the military, you know, you do the podcast, you, you do all t- sorts of, you know, workout videos. Like, it doesn't look like you would have been like that. And um, as, a, as a boy going through that, you know, you want to be a strong guy. And mm-hmm. I never had, like, a major father figure. Mm-hmm. Like, my real dad, he's, you know, been doing his thing since I was five, so I haven't really been around him. And my stepdad, you know, he tried his best, you know, but he had his own problems, too. So then my, my mom and my stepfather got divorced. Um, so I never had like a strong father figure, especially emotionally, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. so going through all that was difficult. Yeah. But you as a strong mom ha- that has also gone through, you know, uh, body positivity and finding love for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever he goes through his phases, you're going to be able to be there with your self-experience and coach him through it. Yeah. No, it like it already has kind of started like That's crazy. just yesterday he was, you know, we were talking about it uh-huh. and um He's like, Mom, remind me again, like, how much weight did you lose? Or like, okay, and like, what did you do? And then we just have those honest conversations. And yeah. he, he, just like you said, he's going through that body image awareness right now, too. Mm. So my son is a football player. 
And he used to, he's been playing since he was like eight, seven, eight, right? What position did he play? Uh, he's all over the place. On uh, offense, not, offense. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, but he, <laughs> he used to always be one of the bigger boys, mm-hmm. right? That's why he was on the O-line. Is he tall? He's tall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like 5'10", 5'11", and I'm 5'2". So you can imagine oh, so like side by side, you. he's like a giant next to oh me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but um, so now he's in high school and he plays football. But he's no longer the bigger kid. Like, uh-huh. now he's more, like, average size compared yeah. to some of the other linemen. Right. And so he, you know, was like, okay, I need to get bigger. Like, I was like, yeah, he's like, he's like, I can't control my height. He's mm-hmm. like, but I can control, like, my size, like, right. his muscle, right? right. So, you know, we kind of have started talking about those kinds of things. Like, okay, well, what do you need to do if you are serious and you really want to have this um, strength or this agility or this speed, what are the things that you need to do to meet, reach those goals? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so we, like I said, we have started having those conversations and mm-hmm. he is aware of those things and um, hopefully I'm able to help him navigate that. Absolutely. He, he doesn't really have his, I mean, he has his dad, obviously, but his dad is not a constant presence in mm-hmm. his life. Mm-hmm. So the, like, um, male role models that he has yep. are like my brother-in-law, my brothers, my dad. See, he's got them. Yeah, That's good. so he's got them there. But uh, I mean, it's not the same as having your dad in yeah. your house right. with you, right? right? But I try to do the best I can, and I feel like my tribe has always stepped in whenever I couldn't. Right. Yeah. That's strong. That's strong. My since my mom did the same thing. You know, my mom, my grandmother raised me. Mm-hmm. You know, and even though she married to uh, my stepfather at the time. Um, you know, it was, you know, always still my grandma, my mom, you know, mm-hmm. cause that's how I was always raised with them too, you know, but I think that's, uh, I think that's strong. And one thing that I have always been always passionate about is no matter what, cause before careers came along, cause mm-hmm. before it was just, Hey, you need to, you know, caveman days, you need to, you know, fight for your food. You need to do this and that to stay warm, you know, this and that. Right. Mm-hmm. And now we have all these things, you know, people make buildings, people make food, people do this and that. And now we have like productions. Now we have like clothes. Now we have this electricity, we got all this stuff now that we have to maintain. Mm-hmm. And that has distracted us from the biggest reason why anything is even here. And it's because of us. Right. right? And, and we are the, the ones that that manufacture these things and did these things, you know, mm-hmm. and whatever you believe in, obviously it helped you as well. But then this all these distractions and easy routes because everything is made to make life easier, right? right? Like everything is like phones, you know, touchscreen. And then, you know, then they created like shipping where you can ship stuff to people. And then that wasn't good enough. Now we need two days. That wasn't good enough. Now we need overnight, you know? Yeah. So it's like always faster, faster, faster. And these things I feel like always distract us from the main thing, which is, which is us. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you deal with your distractions? I don't know. I think. Do you kind of know what your distractions are? What's what's stuff that keep you away from like, like oh damn it, I missed a workout or oh I needed to do this and that. Um, I just I try to be superwoman and I try to like I always take on too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have had to learn how to say no because mm-hmm. I I used to always want to be a people pleaser. So yeah. I think that was my distraction. Right oh, there. that's hard. Right, because I always wanted like I wanted to make sure that yeah. I pleased my family, but also wanted to make sure that I pleased my employer. And, and now um, that you're an influencer, it's like yeah, people too. Yeah, that look yeah. up to you. So I, if I think maybe that's the part that I struggle with, wanting right. to be a people pleaser. Right. Um. So I, I just I try to keep a schedule, and I try to I literally live by schedules. Like 
as it, abhorrent. It, it is. It's yeah. the only way that I can function and not be distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you and I schedule this podcast, the minute you said the time, the date, I immediately went to my phone, Boom. put it in. Because yeah. like, cause, cause if, if not, I don't do that, I will easily get distracted or I'll forget or I'll double book myself mm-hmm. because I'm always trying to be superwoman and, and please other people. Other people, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just get as much stuff as you can. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to like training or fitness or your self-care hour or half an hour or whatever it is, what... Obviously, physically, you're trying to achieve something as well. And, like, health-wise, you're trying to achieve something as well. But, like, when it comes down to, like, mental mindset, spiritual, what are you always searching for whenever you train? Just the balance. Just the balance. Just the balance, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, there's, and there's times when, like, I get a little too balanced and a little too comfortable. And I'm like, oh, I need to challenge myself. Right. Right? So then that's when I, like, I set a challenge for myself. Like, okay, so this time I'm going to work on, like, deadlift i'm gonna Mm. do like a six to eight week cycle i'm gonna see if i can hit a new pr and then like that's how i'll challenge myself or like oh i want to improve my mile time because i'm a horrible runner horrible i (laughs) but you still try to work at it (laughs) right no i do i do so it's like i just find little mini challenges like that Uh that kind of i guess stimulate my mind Mm -hmm. and and still keep me accountable again challenges that have nothing to do with the number on the scale right because that is how I self-care and take care of myself mentally. Right. Okay, so let me ask you. Mm -hmm. So I did an episode a while back, Mm -hmm. okay? And it was basically throw your scale out, okay? And better ways to um, gauge your progress. There's tons of different ways. You know, the scale is just your weight. You know, you could put anything on there. You could put a dumbbell on there and tell you how much it weighs, you know? So weight is varies on many, many different things. Yeah. So how do you gauge your progress? And it doesn't have to be physically. It could be emotionally, health-wise, physically, whatever it is. But how do you gauge what you're doing inside your training mm-hmm. to be working in your external life. Yeah. So I always look for the little non-skill victory. So like the way that my body looks or the way that my clothes fits. Mm-hmm. Um, or when I reach my little mini goals, like, you know, I hit a PR on a specific li- lift yeah. or when I improved my time on a specific run or when I'm able to sprint at a higher incline, like that's how I gauge my performance and my improvement over time. The fact that I can do things that I was not doing before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. So like my scale, my batteries died on my scale and I just never bothered to replace <laughs> the batteries. Um, so now when people ask me, like, how much do you weigh? I was like, honestly, I have no idea. I, don't know. I have no idea. Like the last time I weighed myself was like, I don't know, probably back in like April or May. Mm-hmm. And that's only because I had to calculate my macros for when I was cutting in the summer. Right. Um, but then after that, like, I don't know. I don't know what I weigh. That's good. I just go by whatever the last weight was that, it, right. yeah, that same, when I weighed yeah. myself, but I don't know if that's <laughs> accurate. Like, I feel like I weigh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I feel about the same, so yeah. I guess this is how much I weigh, uh-huh. but yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so as you, um, there's a lot of people that, that like who you are, and um, there's a lot of people that are going to listen to this episode, and there's a lot of people that see you on the you know website and stuff like that. There's a lot you are seen in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure, just like with me and a lot of other people, there's a lot of negative Mm -hmm. stuff that comes your way. And Mm -hmm. you're not even trying to get it. Like, it just comes your way. A comment, a saying, uh, anything, right? Majority of the time, a comment or like a critic, something, right? Right. Um, How do you deal with negative things that get thrown your way that that would, I guess, before 
really hurt you. And yeah. and because I feel like a lot of people they take it and they hold it. They're like, right. oh, what? All these amazing things are happening in their day. Mm-hmm. Amazing things. Mm-hmm. And then there's one thing they just latched onto yeah. it for some reason. So like, do you have to deal with stuff like that? Oh yeah. So there are two things that I will not put up with or stand up like just yeah. let it happen so one is unsolicited advice uh-huh. so you know if I'm, I'm posting i don't know maybe my workout video of that day and then somebody comments um you need to stop lifting weight maybe you need to do more cardio okay first of all you don't know what i'm trying to do you don't mm-hmm. know my goals you don't know my body i didn't ask for your opinion i didn't say hey teach me how to train so <laughs> like you know, right. like unsolicited <laughs> advice. Yeah. Or if I post um, like a post-workout meal and I have rice or carbs or God forbid, you know, too many carbs. And then people start saying, you should try keto. I'm like, no, I shouldn't because yeah. this works for me and this is my body and these are my goals. And I did not ask you for your input. Mm-hmm. So unsolicited advice drives me bananas. And usually I will like... DM them back and be like, hey, I didn't ask for your opinion. Yeah. I would appreciate it if you, me, you didn't do that. Right. Um, if they respond negatively, I just block them. That's it. I just block them. The second thing that I have to put up with a lot is being sexualized. And I think that just comes with being a woman. Right. right? I'll, so, never, I'll never understand that. No. So, like, I can post a workout video where I'm squatting. And then I get, like, 10 DMs from creepy men, you know, either showing me their genitals or making over sexualized remarks and that I don't even respond I automatic block because I don't have time for it I'm not here to be a sex symbol Mm. I want to inspire other women to be happy with themselves to be comfortable with themselves to aspire to be the best version of themselves Mm. I'm not trying to sell sex so if you are going to put me in that category, in that box, then you are not the audience that I am targeting. So I'm just going to block you. Immediately. Yeah, immediately. See, and I feel like, because I have obviously my own like private place where I train all my people, right? And as soon as I had this, a lot of females wanted to train. Because mm-hmm. guess what? There's no one else here. Yeah. So, and I feel like that, everything you just explained, yeah. especially the sexualization part, right? I feel like that is what stops a lot of girls too. Like obviously the fear in this, right? But... But there's a a row of dumbbells and all these freaking like alpha apes are yeah. like there and they're on to you know testosterone and all this other crap right, and this girl is gonna be scared to go to dumbbells. Yeah. She's gonna be scared because because of what you just said. Yeah. And I that's why I I think I fell in love with the fact that that females should be strong and you should like tap into your alpha side. You know you should gain muscle, man. You should lift yeah. weights. You yeah. know. And if your boyfriend or husband or your best friend is a guy, or whatever, and you lift more than him, and say, hey, so be it, dude. Like he needs to, you know, keep up. But <laughs> right, right. and I feel like a lot of a lot of females are scared to do that. Yeah. You know, and 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 you shouldn't be. You know, yeah. and a lot of guys listening. You know, if you are doing that to girls, then quit it and stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and uh, but I feel like girls should a thousand percent. Tap into the alpha side yeah. and not be afraid to do things, man. Yeah. Like and just like like you're doing, you're inspiring yeah. other females to to do that. Yeah, you know. And if you know you are showing glue in a squat, that's a glue exercise. Right. Like, these are things you kind of have do. to show the form and how to do the exercise. I'm not there squatting because I want you to comment on my glutes, right? right? right. And I'm wearing leggings because they're comfortable. I'm not going right. to squat in jeans, yo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. But you know, that's also why some gyms have female only sections mm-hmm. because unfortunately this is something that happens. Right. And, um, when I first started working out, that's why I started with a boot camp because it was more like female oriented. Mm-hmm. It was in a group setting and it was just, 
a more comfortable way to ease into fitness. Yeah. Once I got a little bit more comfortable with that, that's when I went to CrossFit, which is more like 50 50, mm. right? Um, and then now, like, I can walk into the free weight area or go to hit the squat rack, no problem. Yeah. Um, I know how to activate my RBF in an instant yeah. if I need to. Yeah. Um, but, but that took practice, that took time. Absolutely. And, and any woman who wants to do that, it just know that you're probably going to be uncomfortable. But the more that you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. Absolutely. And don't let that hold you back because yeah. you shouldn't let someone else's perception of you hold you back. Absolutely. Jeez. I, I love everything that you talk about. I love your passions and, and the things that you enjoy with body positivity and female empowerment. All that stuff I think is mm-hmm. very powerful. Thank you. Anyone watching right now that wants to like you know, say thank you or reach out to you and ask you a question or mm-hmm. simply just tag this episode in their story and tag you into it. Mm-hmm. Where's the best place for people to find you? Uh, probably Instagram. Uh, my handle is at Teresa, but it's in syllables. So it's at T-E dot R-E dot S-A-H. Uh-huh. I know it's really complicated. Sorry. <laughs> and now I can't change it because yeah, You're just no, stuck with it. Yeah, it's there. I'm stuck with it. Um, and then I have my website <laughs> where I do sell. Um, I have two workout guides. I have a glute focused guide and then I have a total body guide, which is designed based on the weight how I like to train. Um, yes. Those are on my website, trainwithtere.com. So Tere is T-E-R-E. Um, but yeah, so usually those, those are the, the two best ways to get in touch with me. Nice. Okay, mm-hmm. sweet. So everything she just said, we're going to put in the links in the mm-hmm. show notes down below and on YouTube, the same thing in the descriptions, okay? Um, before we leave, if someone right now out there is suffering with loving how they look, Loving how they how they were born. Mm-hmm. What is the best words of encouragement you can give them? I would say to give yourself grace. Um, nobody is perfect, regardless of how perfect someone may seem. Everybody has their flaws, so give yourself grace. And you know, we always talk about positive affirmations, but I think an, an alternative thing is a positive reflection. So Ooh. take a moment mm-hmm. to find something about yourself that you love or that you admire and build upon that Mm -hmm. because you know sometimes a positive affirmation you don't believe it like oh i'm i'm a badass and yeah yeah, you can say that but you won't necessarily believe it whereas if you find a positive reflection something that already exists that little spark Mm -hmm. and then you can just build upon that i think that helps so much more so give yourself grace and do some positive reflecting there you go. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here with, for another episode here on the Train of Lifestyle podcast. Um, if you know anyone right now, if you have grabbed value in this episode and you just love everything Teresa was talking about and you just feel the empowerment, guy or girl, whatever, it would mean the world if you just share this episode out to your best friend, your gym buddy, your mom, your dad, your cousin, your neighbor, somebody, coworker, <laughs> business partner, okay? The more people we get to listen to these episodes, y'all, the more lives we can all change together. And we're just simply trying to inspire people to believe in themselves and who they are and what they're capable of. All right, y'all. So you just hit and listen to another amazing episode here on the Train Hill Livestrong Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Matt, guest speaker, Teresa. And as usual, y'all, train hard. Live strong. All right, everybody. Peace. You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode or guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace.